Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, supplying power to our station downtown and to Beasley Animal Clinic as well, and to your home, MTE, serving to make life better since 1936. Dawn Roberts joins us here this morning, and we're going to talk all things uh, Beasley Animal Foundation and Clinic here today. Uh, Happy New Year, I guess, right? You too, Brian. (laughs) Good to have you. Um, 2022 was, I guess, a very busy year at Beasley, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It certainly was, Um, but it was... We were able to help a lot of pet and pet owners, um, spay and neuter, of course, and then, um, you know, just keep them all overall healthy with preventative well care. Mm, yeah, well, and and that's that's what you do. I'm I'm sure you're. Are you still in search for uh, more staffing as yes, well we at the are. clinic? <laughs> yes, we are. We are still in search of a vet. So um, it's uh, it's just hoping and praying one day when I'll kind of just pop in there you go yeah so uh if you know someone out there that is maybe looking for a a job and has that uh the credentials for that they just give you a call i guess right yeah and the passion for what we do yeah yeah has to be a passion absolutely yeah uh for a lot of people who maybe are new to the area kind of introduce us to uh beasley animal foundation and clinic what is it that you do well beasley animal foundation um we are we kind of promote and educate um, responsible pet ownership um, we have four programs. Our biggest program is, of course, our Beasley Animal Clinic, which is a affordable spay and neuter clinic, as well as um, we do preventative well care, um, which means vaccinations, um, heartworm tests, um, combo tests for cats, and things like that. We do not see sick or injured animals. And then um, we do provide financial assistance for those that need a little bit of help to get some of those services done. Another program is, of course, education. Um, last year, we provided um, kind news to fourth and fifth grade classes in Rutherford and Cannon County, which teaches you know kindness and respect for you know humans and as well as animals. And then we do have a community outreach program as well, where we provide dog and cat food um, with our partners that they're distributed at human food drives and we you know we find that human that some people will make sure their pet eats before they do so we want to make sure that they have the pet food so they are able to also get the nourishment that they need mm-hmm. um maybe pull that a little closer to you i think it's okay. it's given us a little feedback there so um and you have a great board of directors too that does a lot of, of, of wonderful work yes we do um we actually got um our board grew so now we're up to 13 members awesome so, yes yeah, so they're very supportive and they believe in what we do and you know they help uh you know just get support behind us and you have um a few events during the year to help uh with funding and things of yeah. that nature yeah we are happy this year actually to have Paws and Pearls back in the spring. I mean, last year um, we had it in September, just 10 days away from our other fall event, um, Barks and Bourbon, but this year it's back on March 18th at Copper Ridge Event 
venue. Um, all of our information about we're looking for sponsorships, um, silent auction items, live auction items, as well as people you can purchase tickets to attend. That's all on our website. Okay, very good. So uh, take a look at that uh, there. And Dawn comes in once a month to talk about the foundation and some things that are going on, uh, as well as. Uh, bringing us some pet tips and things to uh, to think about. And today, uh, maybe there are our new pet owners. We we don't necessarily um, promote this, but it still happens. You know, kids get pets at Christmas, and they've got new puppies around and and things of that nature. So, um, you're going to talk a bit with us today about um, maybe the the mental health for our pets. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about physical health and, you know, but if you want to talk encompass overall health of a pet, you have to think of the mental Mm -hmm. and um, health of a pet as well. I mean, they can get stressed and have anxiety and issues just like people do. So, um, in fact, the AVMA notes that behavioral issues is the number one cause of relinquishment to shelters and um, causes of death to dogs under three years old. Wow. I I wouldn't have thought about behavioral issues being being the problem there but uh that that that's very interesting and i i I guess uh, when i took um my pup to the vet when we first got her they were always um they gave me kind of a list of things you know uh socialize um you know pet a lot touch ears and feet because right. the dogs don't necessarily like that yeah. and uh, especially the breed that that we have and just some other tips and uh, so we really kind of focused on that and focused on you know the sit and stay and and those kinds of things and um, I, I guess my point here is the key is to start early with puppies absolutely that's always the best you know thing to do is when you have a new puppy um, you know start touching them touch their feet their ears their teeth everything so that you know when it as they grow older they'll realize that hey this is not a bad thing because when they go into the vet you know we have to be able to restrain them you know Mm -hmm. to pull blood and give shots and do other procedures and if they're already used to hey this is a positive thing to have my ears touched my feet touched you know look in their mouth it just makes it easier on them and they're not as stressed when they're having to be restrained I, I guess they don't really have to like what's going on, just accept that that's happening. Right. Yeah. I mean, just like, I mean, I don't like to go in for shots right. or anything like that, but you know, it's just, it's just, you just can't explain it to them that this is for the best. And you know, that's the biggest thing is that just because your pet or puppy seems relaxed and everything at home, when it's in a new environment, especially with, at a vet, um, they're poking and prodding and stuff. You want to make you know get them set up to realize that hey this is fun you know positive reinforcement you know let them touch their feet give them a little treat or something like that so that when they're at the vet you know it's not going to be so stressful yeah i mean dogs especially are are very smart not discounting cats but i guess we're, we're talking mostly about uh dogs here but um my son's dog will when he rides in the car with them he knows depending on which direction <clears throat> that they turn where he's going you know and they're, they're that smart absolutely yeah my dogs know when they pull up into the vet's office and they are not happy but you know we've got a couple clients and 
they're like yeah the dog knows that we're here and it's a great experience and he's happy to be here and stuff so it's just it's kind of you know a lot of vet clinics will allow you to bring your dog in just for a fun visit you know before you have to have you know an exam or gift shots or anything just go have them meet the staff hang out get some love positive reinforcement and that just makes it much easier for them we've got dawn roberts joining us today with the beasley animal foundation and um you know you're you're talking about feet teeth holding them grooming them all of those things because especially initially when you get that that new puppy that uh, or or dog that's that's in your life i mean you have to do that socialization but there are also some other things that uh that can be done as well and uh, i know that you have down here a puppy obedience class that's interesting yeah uh, obedience class you know it helps improve communication between you and your pet teaches basic manners um it increases your bond and then you know it also helps the dog kind of reinforce their dog on dog interactions as well of course all of this is so much easier with a puppy i mean there's a lot of people that you know they do take in rescue animals that you know have an uncertain past but you know obedience classes and stuff are always good um and any of these things work to get your dog more comfortable in a new environment Mm -hmm. um my son's uh dog is a golden doodle and so you know those they're he's really big and uh you know and going through that puppy phase was kind of tough uh at, at times and they did an obedience class and now um they can let him walk without a leash and he listens to the commands and he'll sit and all those things place all and you know and, and it, it really helped him mature right yeah and it's just consistency i mean you can't stop at just you know a year or two you just got to keep it going and keep working with them take them for new experiences to the park make sure you just reinforce all those things they've learned introduce them to new people whether it's people who wear hats Mm. um, who have facial hair men women um, you know just a good good feel of different people so that they are comfortable around anybody and make sure that all these strangers are giving them treats, positive reinforcement, and stuff like that. It's interesting that you mention hats. I, I don't wear a, a ball cap very often uh, anymore, but but when I do, um, my dog will just will bark at me. You right. know, if she for some reason doesn't recognize, and then you see that moment when oh, it's you, yeah, and everything's okay. But I mean, we experienced <laughs> that, you know, during the pandemic when masks, when we were wearing masks. I mean, there are dogs that you know they were fine with us before, and then we come out to there and we're wearing masks, and it's <laughs> a whole different thing because it's just something new to them. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so introducing puppies to friends and family, and um, this was one of the tips that our veterinarian made mention of uh as as much as possible go out walk the greenway dog parks anything like that just to have your dog around others right yeah you gotta be careful though with puppies i mean the older dogs you know they're fully vaccinated but with puppies you have to be careful where you go and take them at this point you can take them to you know dog friendly places but maybe places that don't have a lot of dogs there or if you have friends that have older dogs that you know are healthy and are fully vaccinated then take them over there and stuff like that so puppies you just got to be a little bit more careful to make sure that they're fully vaccinated before you go to some of those environments how long is that is that six months a year usually um usually by yeah six months the pup and should be fully vaccinated okay well that's that's kind of a a good rule of thumb and and 
you know, dogs in like a dog park situation, if, if they're not vaccinated and someone there maybe has that, I mean, you don't know the health right. history of those dogs. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a you know, and make sure, you and take. that's also, you know, that's kind of a thing that you want to make sure that, you know, the dogs are, all the dogs at the dog park are dog friendly and have had the socialization to get the dog on dog interaction mm-hmm. to make sure that they're going to be okay with your pooch going up to them and not stressing them out. So how do we make our trips to the vet less um, scary for our puppies? Um, Bring treats with them. And, you know, just like I said, you can, you know, a lot of vet clinics will allow you just to drop in with your pet. Um, I know that my my one dog is so fearful of the vet. And they said, you know, bring her by and just sit with her. We'll pet her. And, you know, kind of just before we, you know, the next time they might be like, okay, this is not so bad. Um, You know, just, you know, just getting them used to being touched um, and, you know, around their feet, their mouth and everything like that and held because we do have to restrain them um, and just show that it's going to be a positive experience and that, you know, it's going to be good. They're going to get a treat if they're, you know, if they have a good experience at the vet. Uh, Dawn Roberts is here with us today as we talk about uh, kind of focusing on the, the mental health of our pets and with dogs especially, and I, I guess cats too, because that's how you transport. Uh, crate training is Ab- very important. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you need to make sure that, you know, your dog is comfortable in a crate. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, kind of say that it's not, you know, exactly humane, but it, you know, it, it makes a safe place for them. They get used to it. Um, and then if they have to stay at a vet's office, they're going to be in a kennel or a crate. And so if they're used to it, they know it's a safe place, they're going to be much more comfortable, less stressed out at the vet's office. Take a blanket with your scent or something like that if the vet will allow you to do that to make them just be much more relaxed if they have to be in a in a crate. And yeah, cats, I mean, yeah, cats are not liking to be in the crate. So set a crate out or a kennel out, you know, a few days prior to, you know, you're going to have to go to the vet you know, put, you know, a familiar blanket in there or a toy or something and just kind of let them get used to it before you just shove them in there because they are not going to be happy. No, they're not. <laughs> and, they, and they probably won't be happy even after that. But. Exactly right. Yeah. And, this, <laughs> and the car ride for cats are going to is, is stressful as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, some things to, to think about. We've really kind of been focused on uh, socialization and, and there are some downsides to having pets that are un, un, social, under-socialized, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing we see here is fearfulness, um, you know, and sometimes it can be crippling. You get dogs that are just so scared that they, you know, they can't move. They're so unsure. Um, then there's reactivity. You know, they just, their fear drives them to try to get away, um, you know, and it can turn aggressive. Um, and then hard to handle and restrain. You know, a lot of vet veterinary procedures grooming you have to be able to hold and restrain the animal and just making sure that they're comfortable being that and then just plain nervousness around you know other dogs and people or cats and everything like that is important well i I mean we have to also realize that no matter where you go and 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 what you do in terms of socializing especially with with young puppies here and and get them used to these things there are going to be places that they're going to be unsure about even you know that's that's just going to be part of it and but you being there to reassure will help them yeah and that's you know that's where classes come in working with a trainer or um if you know if you're starting to see some behavior issues um with your pet you know work with the vet to make sure you can rule out health issues 
work with a behaviorist or a trainer or something like that, that will increase the bond. They'll look to you as a, you know, as someone that you're safe and that will help just make everything much, much more calm and stress-free for them because, you know, overall health means that you're healthy on the inside, but you also have to be healthy mentally to, so they can be, just have a stress-free life. And, and we've talked a lot about doing this when, when they're young, but for those who maybe have an older pet or an, a new pet, but maybe a four or five-year-old pet that's now part of your family, these are things you can still do to make them comfortable with you and hopefully maybe break some habits that they have gotten into. Absolutely. And some of these dogs you don't know, you might not know what their history is. And so you're, you just might have to go at their pace. I mean, I rescued two older senior dogs and, you know, it took... A while just they have to just learn to trust you that that's good give treats positive reinforcement and just they'll tell you but you know if you have any problems the behaviors start getting concerning don't hesitate to go and try to speak with your vet or a trainer or something like that to you know to kind of try to figure out how to deal with it Dawn, uh, some great information today. I know that there may be some folks out there who um, maybe would like to uh, ask or, or get some further information uh, on this or about Beasley. And you've got a great website that'd be a good place to start, right? Absolutely, yeah. And there are fear-free clinics and other professional organizations out there that that's their specialty is, you know, kind of anxious, fearful animals, and that's what they're certified in. Okay, very good. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. It's been very fun. Uh, Dawn Roberts joining us from the Beasley Animal Foundation and Clinic today. And that's going to do it for our show. Do be sure to check the podcast if you missed part of it. Some very good information here at WGNSRadio.com or wherever you listen to audio.